One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Emily Bejen. And I am your other host, Margo Poupard. Well, today, friends, we have a very exciting guest with us today. We have the one and only Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine. Welcome, Kara. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have like really pretty names. Has anybody told you that? Oh, no, thank you. but thank you so much. Wow, just at the gate with compliments. Oh, no, I rarely do it. So soak it in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you join us, Kara. For those of you who are fans, uh, Kara is the host of the Everyone's Business But Mine podcast. Uh, we are big fans of your podcast. So we are so excited that you're joining us today uh, because, as you are an expert on reality television, it is only natural that we would reach out to you to join us for this very special topic on <laughs> our um, nepotism-centric reality TV shows. Yay! I'm honored. Thank you. I, like I said, I couldn't be more prepared. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here. Um, really, we're kind of just going to dive into it and just as a nice icebreaker, ask you what your relationship is to the shows we're talking about today. And just to recap, for those of you listening, we'll be focusing mostly on The Simple Life, Rich Girls, and Pretty Wild, which dominated our airwaves. I believe that Rich Girls came out around 2003, 2004. Simple Life was around the same time or a year or two later, and then Pretty Wild in 2010. Uh, so what was your relationship to these shows? And were you watching any or all of them while they were on TV? Absolutely all of them. I like, I'm, you know, like the podcast as an old millennial. So I was like 17, 18 when these shows came out and like Laguna Beach. So this was like right in my wheelhouse. I was absolutely seated. I loved The Simple Life. I loved Rich Girls. Like I will take any excuse to go onto YouTube and watch that show. <laughs> oh, but same. 100%. <laughs> Obviously. Rich Girls, especially for whatever reason, I enjoyed The Simple Life, but Rich Girls for me just was so fun just because like Allie and Jamie were wild. Yeah. And like I was at the time like obsessed with the concept of New York and even still like it's my favorite city for a reality show. There's just something very special about it. And like Laguna Beach has something special with like, you know, like I you know, as a teenager grew up in Georgia. So like, I don't know what that life is like, like literally living on these like million dollar mansions on the cliff. But like something about New York was like even more special, like seeing them tool around in the back of a black car. It's just like, what? What is this? Yeah, especially being from LA, the idea of being able to easily take public transportation was mythical to me. Like, I had a, a cousin that grew up in Connecticut and she talked about like just getting on the train and going to the city. I'm like, what's that like? Because I have to sit in yeah. traffic to go anywhere interesting. Right. <laughs> it's such a foreign concept. Like even now I see these teens and I'm like, what is your life like? Like, 
long story short, I know like the children of somebody who was like pretty high up at Ralph Lauren. And I'm just like, what? Like they're so chic. They're so effortless. Mm -hmm. And they were so polite. And I'm just like, like these kids are never going to have to worry about anything. And that's just like rich is so fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge com- a selling point for all of these shows, right? Because like even Simple Life, it's like, look at us, we're slumming it. Like we have to go to a Kmart. It's like I live at Kmart, so right. watch your mouth. <laughs> that is my home, and I was yeah, okay. I was my mom gave birth. <laughs> um, what in particular do you do you have any kind of opening thoughts on Pretty Wild and and what that all it's interesting because Pretty Pretty Wild like really lended itself to what it was supposed to be and then what it ended up being, right? Like it just oh, yeah. it started out one way, <laughs> went in a complete other direction, thanks to the bling ring. <laughs> Really like lightning in a bottle. Like you couldn't have, like a producer couldn't ask for anything better than that to to find out that like your main star is getting arrested and you guys (laughs) have no idea. Um, Pretty Wild is maybe like the one that I, I still know a lot about, but I'm like the least emotionally connected to, but it's still like the whole, and so it is the manifesting, (laughs) the the juicy couture outfits. Oh yeah. Their mother. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> truly, like, what words are for her? <laughs> I, I think that they were less relatable because the thing that Simple Life and definitely Rich Girl had in spades, Rich Girls had in spades was like their connection, their friendship. And the, there was something about the two of them that whether or not you could relate to how wealthy they were, you could relate to having a friend like Nicole or like Allie, like you could kind of be like, I'm the Allie and I'm the Jamie. There was nothing, there's nothing aspirational about Pretty Wild, right? Who wants to be having dinner with Mickey Avalon and his manager? Like that is not aspirational. (laughs) Like like your maybe hopes is that you get an American apparel um, (laughs) ad or like, you know, maybe. It was was sadder than that because I rewatched the arrest episode and they're both up her adopted sister Tess and Alexis are both going to be the face of some lingerie company that fully doesn't exist any- anymore called like Britannia lingerie or whatever. And they're going to be like the <laughs> spokeswoman for it. And that's like the first contract she loses. And she acts as if it is like an Abercrombie shoot because like she wishes it was. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so sad, baby. Like you shouldn't watch a whole family who like really like the sad thing is they thought they were convincing us that they were like a normal L.A. family just like littered with hot children and like they're really gonna go somewhere and it Mm -hmm. it couldn't be further from the truth it's really sad oh hard agree what of these shows is your favorite um i'll start with you kara definitely the simple life i am and nicole richie through and through Mm, yep Mm -hmm. yeah how about you margo i think it's Rich Girls is number one. I, I There was something about it. It like came out at like the perfect time. And uh, Emily and I talk about this a lot on the podcast because of our parents didn't grow up in the States. It was sort of like the first glimpse I got into like what it might be like at an American high school with like prom and graduation. And like it was I really felt like attached to it. Uh, so I have a real soft spot for that show. But I do love me some simple life because Paris and Nicole really do have like a Lucy Ethel thing. And they really cracked me up. I mean, I hate to disappoint you and like, you know, I didn't grow up with Misha Barton going to my school. So <laughs> just, just, you know, we weren't all, all like that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I really so. Oh, I was I, asking about Emily, which one's your favorite? Yeah, I would have to say for me, I think like you, Rich Girls was my favorite, but like Simple Life, a close second, just because, yeah, I too and still such a huge fan of Nicole Richie and have grown to like absolutely love Paris. Um, like I just absolutely loved her documentary a couple of years ago and just think it's really fascinating to compare her on the TV show, uh, fully knowing that, you know, she was brilliant. She capitalized on this um, a dumb blonde heiress look and uh, and stereotype that everyone kind of put her in. And totally capitalized on it to make a shit ton of money. And now it's just like, yeah, by the way, this is what I sound like normally when I speak. <laughs> and uh, and it's really, for me, kind of just a fascinating case of like, you know, I, I in some ways kind of like Dolly Parton where people I think would one at one point put her in this category of like, oh, she must be fake and dumb, dumb blonde and all that. But in fact, they're like the smartest people in the room. 
I just, to me, that's the fascinating twist out of all of this. Yeah. The one thing that I think is interesting, um, my friend Troy, host of Dunzo and Beyond the Blinds, he was talking about how like the TikTok kids don't like, they look back at these early 2000s girls, but they never consider Nicole Richie. Like she's never really part of the conversation. And it's so fascinating to me because to me, she's absolutely the most interesting one. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I, I am still, you know, mildly obsessed with Nicole Richie. I just find like the turns her life has taken to be very interesting and like make total sense for her. But I think because she isn't as in the spotlight as Paris, like unless you are on Revolve constantly and you know what House of Harlow is, like how are you going to really know her by like it's not. Unfortunately, Nikki Fresh was really funny, but it was on fucking Quibi. So everyone knows what happened to Quibi. And I think that's unfortunate because even her like fake reality show on VH1, like truly Nicole. So or funny. something yeah she's so funny. Yeah. so funny i just don't think she's out there like paris you know if she got like some sort of like key sunglasses line like maybe like the gen z kids would care but i don't i don't i just don't think that she's out there like that and that's why they don't consider her yeah i would like her to just dip a toe back in and be like hey bitches mm-hmm. hey rock you know bow down okay i was here and just go back you know go back to joel or whichever one she's married to yeah, oh, one, of the, ends, yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the yes, whichever one is not married to Cameron Diaz <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which like how does that uh, even work for either of them it's still like yeah that is fascinating to me they must have amazing personalities oh I mean or something else <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've kind of already answered this question which is you know what it, uh, who our favorite quote-unquote characters were on the show um, there's definitely a lot of love for Nicole Richie. I wanted to know if there were any other standouts for either of you of, of people that we really loved on those shows. Yeah, I really loved Allie. Like there's something about <laughs> Allie Hilfiger is just very charming and like you want to watch her even though she's so vapid. <laughs> I love somebody who really tries to be deep and her like I'll always remember in the first episode she's talking about how she hasn't washed her hair since she went to Mystique and she's just been like shaking out this sand from Mystique. It's like, That's probably oh my most God. at this point, girl, but like she's trying so hard and I, I love to see people try. <laughs> um, I, I think Alexis Nyers, she, I mean, she became a legend just in that phone call alone, which I think I've been watching that clip regularly since it came out 10 years ago, like at least once a month. Like nothing makes me laugh harder, despite the fact that I know like the context is not funny. Like they were I think that's also why like Pretty Wild is hard to form an attachment to because knowing what we all know now is that there's this huge dark cloud over this whole thing of yeah. like heroin addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, which is not even like, oh, they were just like smoking lots of weed or like they just did too much Adderall. Like it was like much, much more serious. Yeah. But it is still like her calling Nancy Joe and then also having to like restart it multiple times. It just, I don't know, it makes me laugh because like who hasn't been, and I know she wasn't drunk for the scene, but like who hasn't been drunk trying to like leave a message like, fuck, I gotta start over because every time you yeah. yell, I get to start it over. And it, I don't know, it just gets me. So I think she she could have been, but I'm glad that she got out and uh, she gave us all that we needed in that season of chaos. Yeah, that was <laughs> all. We could not possibly ask for anything more of Alexis Nyers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I know we spent a lot of time talking about um, what these people were like back when the show aired. And we did talk about Nicole and Paris and, you know, where they are now. Uh, but have you revisited any of the shows recently? Um, and what were your initial reactions through the 2022 eyes? And, uh, this is kind of apart from like, you know, watching a clip here and there for, for research and stuff, but, um, thinking, you know, not just have you revisited any of these shows, have you also looked up some of these people? Cause I know Paris and Nicole are still, you know, fairly visible, even though, as we said, like Nicole isn't quite as popular on, you know, other kind of Instagram, TikTok, what have you, she's just not in the limelight as much, but, um, would love to know if you guys have either rewatched some of this, uh, some of these shows or checked up on what's been happening with some of these people. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know that Alexis has a podcast and she's kind of like rebranded herself as like a mom. And she's also like a beautiful bisexual butterfly, if I'm not mistaken. I think she's dating one of uh, Bronwyn's exes from Real Housewives of Orange County or something. No way. Really? Yeah. She like, I don't know if she broke up with her husband or if they're in an open relationship, but she was like, definitely, 
you know, claimed this woman on IG and everybody was like, wait, aren't you married? But I think everything's fine. But yeah, she seems to be really out here and like doing it. And in the podcasting space, she seems to be doing really well. Mm -hmm. She And she had a book come out that was fairly successful too, right? I think it's like the same name as whatever her podcast is called. Yeah. Like good for her. I mean, that's like the best... (laughs) Sorry, like no offense, Alexis, but this was like the best case scenario for you. So I'm happy. Totally. (laughs) That's my husband literally said the same thing. He's like, oh, oh, I'm so glad that she's doing okay now. Yeah, (laughs) truly. Um, But yeah, I think I want to watch. I'm going to like make it an intention to watch Pretty Wild very soon because I do want to see like now that I know, like you said, like now that I know that there's a haze of heroin happening without the within the show i haven't watched it since but i need to i need to it's yeah it's about time Uh, they're also they're like half hour episodes they're not like the 42 minutes so they really do kind of clip by at a good pace um i think the most shocking thing and i gotta warn you kara is that they i had totally forgotten that they do have a stripper pole in the middle of their home oh yeah oh yeah i remember (laughs) i sadly i remember that (laughs) a choice (laughs) um i rewatched a lot of rich girls like a couple of years ago for a different podcast sorry emily it was not it was before we even had this podcast um but i was struck by how still charming the show was for Mm -hmm. all things considered even though it was sort of like the hills in the way where like nothing happened but everything happened um and i just that was the one thing that I remembered is just they were so cute and genuine and the idea that they're still friends is very heartwarming. So I think Rich Girls holds up pretty well, but I, I don't really go back to revisit a lot of reality shows unless it's like a Housewives of New York or Potomac or something. But right, yeah, I once saw Allie in oh. the subway and you guys, she really? was so tiny. I swear, like I'm five feet tall and I swear she like almost just was able to go underneath the the turnstile like without even ducking. <laughs> she's so tiny. She's so petite. She's like really cute. And it's like, even though she like had glasses on, this was like you know, 10 plus years after the show, you knew it was her. Well, I did anyway. <laughs> no, she, I mean, she looks so similar yeah. and, um, I was I've been I rewatched Rich Girls like 10-ish years ago with my roommate at the time like we found some of the episodes on YouTube or something um which I very much enjoyed as well. I haven't rewatched The Simple Life other than for like research for our podcast uh for this episode and like previous episodes and Pretty Wild touched upon it but like not as much. I think with Rich Girls what's interesting is Um, Because those two in particular, I feel like Jamie and Allie have stayed out of the spotlight so much more than the stars of the other two shows. Um, It was more like I looked up their Instagrams a few years ago and knew like that Allie obviously had Lyme disease. And that was like, I remember when that came out and she actually wrote. So I was checking your Instagram before we started recording. She wrote a memoir called Bite Me about her struggles with Lyme disease. Yeah. (laughs) She was on Beverly Hills with um, Yolanda at one point talking. They were at a benefit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Yes. Both Lyme disease thems. Like (laughs) (laughs) Queens of Lyme disease. Yeah. They, this was around the time that book came out and they had like, formed a friendship i would love to ask her like Allie, do you did you believe her you know <laughs> are you on lisa rinna's side or are you on yeah. the side yeah <laughs> controversial but we i would also be hard pressed to to know the answer to that it's funny because i'm re-looking i was looking at jamie's profile and one i remember looking at her instagram a few years ago and she was obsessed with soul cycle but two uh <laughs> We recently in our last season did an episode on Michelle Branch and Vanessa Carlton. Jamie looks a lot like Vanessa Carlton. Very much I, so. Yeah. I like in comparing the two is like, wow, like if you put them side by side together, there are a couple pictures where I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Yeah, you're right. It's like not just the shape. It, it's like everything really. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, did you guys know that there was this big rumor that she had to dispel last year because everybody thought she was a person behind behind Dumois? What? No, what? I didn't know. <laughs> it was this like strange thing that every it just like came out and was like, oh, it's Jamie from Rich Girls, and she was like, you guys, I'm like a therapist or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of like, that's an exciting way to be back in the mix temporarily. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's flattering in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, thanks. Absolutely not. But no, thank you. Uh, so, you know, and we're talking a lot about these shows and how much we love them. What is your absolute favorite thing about these shows or just like kind of the subgenre of nepotism based reality TV? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I just love seeing how like detached these children are from reality. Like, <laughs> especially like Nicole, when she was at her mer- most, like just an absolute terror, I love seeing, like, remember the time she got too drunk and she, like, sprayed the pool table with bleach because she was, yes. like, Yes, oh my god, yeah. Like, what a moment. That wouldn't have happened to, to me in the suburbs. Absolutely not. <laughs> Nor would you, like, with getting away with it with little consequence doesn't happen to your average uh, person either. Right, so, right. right the, the no responsibility look at it. I think it's also a little bit of rubbernecking because it's like, well, at least I'm not this shitty. Like no oh, matter how much totally. money I have. Yeah. Because like I was a, you know, good girl, you know, mm-hmm. I just knew to hide, you know, <laughs> I knew enough to, to hide my shit. So like to see somebody just be unabashedly just bad. It, it's so wild to me. Totally. You don't know what to do with that. You're like, how I'm so inside of myself. I don't yeah. know how you act like this. in public. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, free, I would have never known. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something interesting there too, which is I feel like with um, rich girls, like you pointed out earlier, Kara, the two of them are trying so hard to appear as normal as possible and as relatable as possible, like mm-hmm. trying to, for for one split second trying to like convince us that they did not grow up in in you know wealth and privilege and what's so funny is on the flip side of that with um simple life and then later pretty wild is these you know either it's a comical way to show how they can get get you know down and dirty if you will or like they can take care of themselves in the country or or like the in the in the case of pretty wild just like doing everything in their power to appear anything but normal or everyday mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. pedestrian right what a juxtaposition right like if you guys remember that part in rich girls where Allie's having a breakdown and she's calling her father and she's like i don't want to have to live you know i don't want you to take care of me for the rest of your, your life and like i want to be able to afford my own place and it's like that is never a conversation I would have been able to have with my parents, like sitting in the backyard of their compound. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Please. Like, I don't want to be rich on my, because of you, I want to be rich on my own. (laughs) It's like, girl, (laughs) what a problem. What a problem. What a problem. Telling your parents, I don't want to like live off your millions. (laughs) Yeah. The flip side of being like, Oh, rich girls gave me an idea of like how prom could be like the reverse is that of that. Is that like, (laughs) I expected that conversation to one day happen organically between me and my mom and it like never did. And you're like, huh? Yeah, I guess I sh- like did over relate a little bit to this show. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say it is fun to see like the, the flip, like to watch them uh, perceive problems uh, differently than you do. It's I, that's always like a really fun glimpse into the side of reality tv too yeah definitely i will say something i do remember from rich girls that is very not much not the case um in simple life or um pretty wild is on rich girls i remember they did wear some designer things and they'd have like designer bags but they were also wearing a lot of like urban outfitters and i feel like they're there was still obviously they they had money and they wore some luxury brands, but they were not quite as draped in it all. Like it was have a nice bag here and there, some nice shoes and like, yes, a very privileged life. But there was a little bit of this like, let me look a little bit more like an everyday teenager in comparison to the simple life where they were always wearing designer clothing and obviously in pretty wild where that was, you know, a huge part of the emphasis and ultimately led to their downfall. Yeah. I mean, this is like definitely pre New York hipster, right? Where it's like, yes, you know, like grungy, dirty jeans, holes in the jeans thing. This is like right before that, you know, boho, Mary Kate and Ashley kind of vibes. Yeah. They were definitely trying to go for like a Mary Kate and Ashley about town 
look, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mary Kay mm-hmm. and Ashley go to NYU. Mm-hmm. And all the girls are gagging. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I mean, I just remember looking up pictures. This is this tells you how aspirational I was to their, like, NYU street style. I would <laughs> Google, like, <laughs> Mary Kane and Ashley Olsen street style. Yeah. Um, and, like, just would admire this, like, legging on jean on what have you, uh, bag lady ripped chic look. Right. And then come come to find out in, like, future interviews – as they're adults, they're just like, yeah, we were coming from Southern California and freezing. And this, these are the clothes we had. Right. Not- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's interesting too, is I think like around that t- time with a lot of these shows, um, especially rich girls and simple life is like celeb street style became very. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. much a thing like mm-hmm. it wasn't because this was like when peak paparazzi like especially with simple life was all about um and like it wasn't just like what people were wearing on the red carpet but it was like what were these people wearing out on the street in their everyday lives like going to go to coffee bean and tea leaf or whatever like <laughs> i know marco please don't laugh at me <laughs> Sorry, and just I'm just laughing at the accuracy. I yes. was only I was only gonna my my suggestion would have been like leaving Kitson. Like I just have yes. an image of Nicole yeah. in Paris walking out of Kitson with a bunch of paparazzi like burned in my brain. Where like knowing algebra should be or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> like I can recognize like their hip bones jutting out of their juicy yes. couture. Like yes, chino, those Uggs. ruffled ugly skirts that everybody wore. Oh my oh, god, a moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. A real moment. Let's wear a cropped polo t-shirt with a <laughs> minier than mini skirt that if s- stepping out the wrong way will show my crotch oh, yeah. um, <laughs> with ruffles. And I just the sheer like who, where was practicality in this outfit? Where was utility? Where like, but, but what a moment, what one shining moment really uh, in time where we thought this was an acceptable outfit to be wearing out in public. I feel like we're inching towards a resurgence and I would just like to say, no, thank you. Yeah. Don't do this to us. <laughs> Come can't. on. We didn't it's, live through a pandemic to then right. now be forced back into ruffled miniskirts. Right. I will riot for this. This that to me is the ultimate sign. The Bush era will come back. Is Stop, coming back. Emily! Don't say I that don't. out loud. I don't want to. But don't invite the energy on the politics. The politics of fashion, right there. Just oh my goodness. The- I mean, I think really another relic in Pretty Wild, it, like you had mentioned earlier, like their juicy couture velour head to toe tracksuits mm. send me every time. And then always like always with the tightest little tank underneath. Like, oh, yeah. Know, what is what is the style? <laughs> and the fact that they would all be matching, even the mother. you know. Yes. Oh, God. Their mom. I mean, truly like should be studied by therapists. <laughs> Honestly, like, I would truly be devastated if I had to get my own clothes out of my mom's closet. I don't know who came first, Amy Poehler in Mean Girls or this woman, but they are the same and you cannot tell me otherwise. Like, Amy Poehler had definitely met this woman at some point in time. was like, her, that's who I'm going to imitate in this moment. (laughs) I would put money on it. I think you're right. Thank you. (laughs) Feel good. Feel good about this. (laughs) 
there is a little bit of the like, I think it's one thing to have borrowed, you know, a few things from your mom's closet growing up, but there is a little bit of this like interchangeability, if you will. Um, I I apologize if that is not a word Uh, between like the mom's closet and the kids closets in um, in pretty wild that just feels like uncomfortable (laughs) to say the least, like just feels very like who uh, who here is like, you know, the more delusional one of the bunch or the most (laughs) delusional one of the bunch. Right. It's a real blind leading the blind situation. You know, you shouldn't want to. You shouldn't look at Dina Lohan and think, "Yeah, she's got it all figured out." And yet, I think she did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, but, I was just gonna like Emily. You talk about how in Miranda in and just like that lives in a boundaryless home. Well, so do the the Nyers children. That home has zero boundaries. Absolutely. Oh my god! Absolutely. Like, what do you think the risk factor of finding their mom making out with your friends? Like, it seems high, right? Extremely high. Like, we are past or whatever, like, the highest danger threat level could be. Like, that's where that woman (laughs) lives 24-7. Miranda is moving to LA. Stop it right now. (laughs) 2J, 2D, Mark. Oh, no. That's so funny. Oh, good God. Um, so maybe this leads into what our least favorite things were about this TV, these TV shows. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I have a least favorite thing. I mean, I think it's interesting. Like, Pretty Wild is dark, but it is interesting to see kind of like what living in L.A. too long can do to your brain. So, again, I think I go back to my original comment of, like, this should be studied by, like, psychiatrists and stuff for like years to come but like in simple life and rich girls it wasn't even on long enough i think to even have like a least favorite thing other than like i can't believe it wasn't renewed but maybe we had already told that story yeah yeah i mean my only complaint would be maybe with the simple life is that at some point they clearly got too big for the show and they stopped liking each other and Mm -hmm. you know that's always a shame like you lose the magic you know it's like you know, when you watch the later seasons of Jersey Shore and they're walking yeah. down and you can see the crowds of people behind them, it's like, you know, we're not really telling the full story here. Like these people are real stars now. And mm-hmm. that's always sad when that happens. It is. It's like they lose a little bit of what made them likable in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also the you can't really have a reality show go on for too, too long or else this sort of like it runs this risk. And it it did suck to watch their friendship fall apart in real time kind of yeah and then we had to watch kimberly stewart you know oh, that's real oh god oh the stewart <laughs> children they tried to make it happen why did they try to make it happen i don't each, get it each and every one of them all all one of like last season of the hills sean yes. oh yes. my god is that really- care you've come to the right place <laughs> Like, I feel like we might have been the only people who watched The Hills New Beginnings, but... Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we fake, were. Pretty sure. Yeah. The, the fake storyline between Sean and Audrina, it's like, come on. Oh. Come the, on. It I mean, was... 65-year-old. Right. Oh, it was so tough. And then to f- remember that he actually also dated Adrian Malouf. So this wasn't his first reality show romance. Uh, it's it's tough stuff. He's obviously not a good actor. And then watching him like beg her for a smooch, I was like, oh god, this is so, so upsetting, <laughs> devastatingly awful. Ugh. Yeah, no more Stewart children. Twenty twenty. No, just live <laughs> off your father's fortune of adult contemporary hits That's and leave us be. Wait, so did did Paris have Kimberly come on so that she could get the rights to "Do You Think I'm Sexy" for her self titled album? I mean, she would have been smart if she did. You know, two birds with one stone. Yeah, she is a shrewd businesswoman. <laughs> she is. It's a good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Anything else that sticks out to you as things that uh, you really dislike about these shows? I mean, honestly, they like they did what they had to do, and, and I'm here for it. Even now, I mean, they're terribly problematic, but it's like maybe. We have to let go of a lot of things, but those are not ones that I have to let go of. And I appreciate them for that. Yeah. I mean, I'd agree with you. It's like, it is very much like this time capsule of this one era that, you know, you can't, 
I don't think we'll ever be able to recreate and that's probably for the best. Um, but we have it and it's 90% of the time a fun ride as long as you take it at surface value and like don't try to think too much about it. But I think the most interesting thing for me is like barring the the uh, barring the pretty wild girls, I would say that the other, you know, four kind of people that we're talking about today have done a lot of reflection since then and told us a lot more about what was going on in their own lives, you know, the good, the bad and whatnot. And I think it's interesting because I think they come to the conversation of what's going on right now in our world of like being Instagram famous and influencer, all that with a very good and deep perspective, because in many cases, these were the first of those kind to be famous just for being related to someone or famous Mm. for being famous. Yeah, definitely. You guys are very smart. You're much smarter than me. (laughs) Please stop. No, (laughs) no, no. All appearances. Um, this is we're we're putting on our best show for you. We only got maybe really? another fifteen minutes left in the tank. Then we power down like one of those Westworld robots. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, in on that topic of you know progression and and all that? Uh, in some ways, that uh, we we've, we've talked about how these shows have aged. Mostly they've been fine if you take them at surface value. Uh, but, you know, in many ways, there are certain things that have aged very poorly. But in general, do you, the, the genre itself or the subgenre of these types of shows, do you think they've gotten best, better or worse over time? Um, thinking especially with like the newer ones, like Relatively Famous that's been airing on E! Definitely worse. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, if that's the example... A thousand percent worse. Um, I like what is going on with E. I don't know what they're doing. They're flailing. It's yes. so odd to me that they yes. like were just like, uh, we can't do anything else besides the Kardashians, like Bradshaw Bunch. What? Oh god! Oh, right. That was the that was the craziest one. Especially like he has a daughter named Carrie, and so every time I'd hear a promo like Carrie Bradshaw, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, these fucking people again? <laughs> right. To, for you guys have had so much time to come up with any other family reality yeah. show, and like this is come on. <laughs> it's embarrassing for you, E. I, I the Kardashians left, and they truly like blew a fuse, and they don't know what they're doing over there anymore. Right. It's very strange. They could hire me. I could 45 minutes. I could get that whole network. And tip off. <laughs> she <laughs> is tech avail people. E executives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think these like, like I said, it, like it exists in this perfect time where you're not, these people weren't like hyper aware of what they could do in terms of their celebrity. Like mm-hmm. everything now is just a launching pad. And yeah. for that, it, loses 50 percent of its magic totally yeah I, I can't even think of like a comparable simple life or rich girls right now either i mean other than relatively famous and that's only because they hyped it so hard and they kept trying to make this connection to like oh it's just like the simple life but i could barely get through like the intro with these kids I'm like don't care i'm so sorry y'all don't yeah. have collective charisma i'm sorry <laughs> And is, I guess it's like a like a filthy rich cattle drive reboot, which like that's <laughs> yeah. oh, no. bottom of the barrel. Why did that need to come back? Exactly. Nobody wants <laughs> nobody who asked for this? Unclear. I, I was about to start watching it on Hulu last night because I was like, oh yeah, this is where Courtney Kardashian got her start, like pre-keeping yeah. up with the Kardashians. Just it, you're right. I mean, the quality's just gone down. And I think because of Instagram, there's just like a whole like layer of media and promotion that didn't exist before yeah that you had to have a show to get known in these in these instances now you have famous celeb you spawn that show up in a bunch of other stuff like um i'm just thinking like olivia jade was just on dancing with the stars right yes exactly exactly and i find that there are a lot of, of those um celeb you spawn kids who are trying to make a career, but like an actual career. Like Kaya Gerber, Cindy Crawford's daughter, has done, yes, probably got her gigs because of her her connections, but has done very well for herself as a model. Um, Same as like a bunch of other, you know, famous model kids. Um, But I feel like there are a lot of these celebrity spawn kids that would have gone for down the reality TV road at one point 
and have now taken on Instagram, TikTok, what have you, other avenues to promote themselves and their quote unquote brand or whatever you would want to call that. Yeah. Like, I feel like Lisa Renna would have really loved to have a family show. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. But sure. Yeah, it, it really would have been the greatest disaster of all time because you know <laughs> that like one of them is like airing out Lisa and Harry regularly because yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's the story. other one, right? It's Delilah and the other one. Amelia? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. That one. <laughs> that one. I think I think that's her name. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been an absolute disaster and it's really a shame that we're not going to experience that. That would have been a, a great nepotism reality show. Of course, Rena would have taken the opportunity. I guess the closest, if we're in the Beverly Hills area, the closest like celeb you spawn to launch off of a Housewives is Yolanda's kids, Gigi and Bella, obviously. Yeah. But th- I would, I'd say the show kind of contributed to their success, but not like in the way that Simple Life kind of launched Paris and Nicole as their own kind of brand and identity. Right. Yolanda, I mean, as we all know, was oh. hungry. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She she was ready and she was (laughs) going to do anything she had to do to get those girls into top model position. So for better or worse, mostly worse. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Emily, you, you said it perfectly. It's like, it's the same reason why the bachelor is like unwatchable at this point, not to bring it back to that, but because everybody shows up with their own catchphrase and they're ready to be an influencer Mm -hmm. and they already know you have to be on X amount of episodes. If you want to, be even considered to have an influencing career if you can call it that yeah. after the show and and you have to stay this long if you want to be on bachelor in paradise which is where the money really is i mean like so it just all of these contrivances on top of already a contrived plot makes it kind of hard for these kind of shows nowadays to like survive totally everybody's it's, got it's- agenda yeah, it's very try hard. Very try like very much like the theater kid uh coming into this, except it's you know the except they're way way hotter than most theater kids that oh, I God, went yeah. to yeah, yeah, did yeah, theater yeah. camp with. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I feel like we've kind of already answered, you know, the question around really how these reality shows stack up to their contemporaries. And it's just like that they were this special little moment and like we don't have that anymore. And so when you bring things on like relatively famous, what was interesting to me in kind of looking at that um, cast, I was all of them, not all of them, but quite a few of them, I already either knew their names or I knew one of their siblings from (laughs) something else. Like, I think one of the Hasselhoff daughters is on there and I know who her sister is because she had, she was on a show on ABC family with Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, uh, and there were several others. Yeah. I I think they just, it's just like a lot of these people were obscure. Like you knew their last name or who they were related to. And nowadays because of everything around us, we either know who they are already or we know who their sibling is. Like, we've already heard some tangential story. Which Hasselhoff is it? Is it Haley? It's not Haley. It's, uh, I wanted to call her Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me, let me quickly get that for you. Haley was on Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, which was maybe the second best reality show that E had, and yet they canceled it. Oh. Is that the Rich Kids of Beverly Hills? Is that Morgan Stewart's old show yes. too? Okay. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. seen a couple episodes of that and that was the best thing that they had going, but they needed a couple more interesting kids to fill it out. Uh, yeah. I was close. It was Taylor Ann Hasselhoff. I see. Okay. I don't know her, but you know, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, even like um, Jose Canseco's daughter who did. Oh, Josie. Right. Oh, yeah. Even before all the Brody stuff, which we were. Emily, we were remiss in not including Princes of Malibu in this. That is very true. I I regret it so deeply. But that show was insanely boring as well. Um, Josie's mom was on like ex-wives of whatever famous dudes. And so that's how I got to know her even before she showed up on the Adam Brody scene. I know her from an even deeper cut. This is so sick. But there used to be a show on YouTube called like summer break it was like a web series yes i remember this yeah yes she was was on that too if i'm not mistaken yes 
it was almost like they were trying to capture what had made Laguna Beach magical yes. in some ways because mm-hmm. it was a lot of rich kids, but not necessarily of famous parents, if I recall correctly. Like, I think Josie was the only one who had a really famous parent. Yeah. These were just like vaguely rich children. <laughs> Love vaguely rich children. <laughs> Uh, I, my God. I mean, I feel like we've, we've had a lot to say already about these types of TV shows. Um, so on to kind of more fun things since some of these newer ones are kind of sleepers. Um, what are your favorite reality shows on TV outside of this celebrity spawn, uh, uh, genre? Oh, you know, I'm good for a housewives. I, I'm really like, you know, everything's like a rotation, a constant rotation. So as of now, Summer House has my heart. <laughs> it's number one. Um, and then, you know, I'm like kind of burnt down on Housewives. I'm really ready for Atlanta to come back and I'm ready mm-hmm. for Mary's Medicine to come back. Definitely always ready for Potomac to be on. Should be on all year long as far as I'm concerned. Um, so are yeah, going to top for me. Are you going to watch the Grand Dame family reunion, Absolutely. which I cannot i'm so obsessed with the fact that they did a succession spoof like in the trailer i was like well i gotta watch now so funny like it really makes me laugh karen huger knows how to play and she knows how to participate and she's just a winner so she's a top tier housewife for being a housewife for such a short amount of time she is like a gold standard she is so funny she's the best absolutely the best so yeah those are my favorites as of now i I was on the 90 day train for a while, but I had to hop off. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot to take there, in. There's so, it is near constant content with for mm-hmm. them all the time. And yeah. the show somehow cannot be under three hours long. Like they think it's a fucking Marvel movie. It's right. insane. <laughs> yeah, but there's always some new sap that they're happy to string along. I, I can't do any of like the ancillary, like 90 day diary, 90 day single. I'm like, that's too many no, 90 no, no. days. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> but I hear you. It's too much content. Do yeah. you are you still into um Married at First Sight? Yes, definitely into Married at First Sight, uh watching that, but you know, they're on thin ice with me. They've really, really? been trying it. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how next season goes. Has has Married at First Sight kind of suffered from the bachelor problem of like people getting on to gain some sort of like Instagram or influencer notoriety notoriety? Um, no, it's just People who do not have any business being um, around the public getting married. Oh, so, oh boy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, truly, I don't know how any of these people are being vetted. It's just like, um, do you just look at pictures? I don't know. It's it's awful. It's real bad out there. Oof. Well, I think we are kind of at the point where we said almost everything that needs to be said about the Celebu Spawn reality TV universe. But before we end it today, I wanted to see if there were any parting thoughts on uh, celebrity spawn centric reality TV shows. Um, Justice for Nicole Ritchie. I'm looking forward to Mason making a, a impact on the new Kardashian show for Hulu. I'm ready for North. And, you know, maybe we should just light a candle for them. Maybe they're um, going to light the way for the next wave. You know what? That's I didn't even consider because I would think that like the Kardashian kids have been around it for so long that they maybe wouldn't want to do it. But maybe they they can start a new wave of celebrity spawn reality that's actually good. I know. You know who I I know is ready? That Alabama Barker. I know she's Ooh, ready. Boy. To get oh boy! Oh yeah, <laughs> she is hard. Yeah, she is campaigning to be on Real Houses of OC as we speak. Like that's right. how much she wants to be on reality TV. Right. I mean, the Contessa of Calabasas. Let's let's just call her what she is. <laughs> yeah everybody watch out i'm calling it now alabama barker it's her year we have we have the exclusive scoop yeah we're like a full service team here we got kara coming in cleaning up all your programming and telling you what direction to go in we got emily naming stuff i'll just be around so it'll be great You'll be the the coacher. You'll you'll yeah. be sure to get what you need to get out of the. I work on the, like the ancillary casting. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kara, before we end our episode for today, uh, we wanted to thank you so much for joining us. We're so grateful you came on and had such a blast chatting all about our celebi spawn shows. Thank you for having me. This was a delight. Of course. And um, before, oh, go on, Margo. Oh, just, just gonna say. <laughs> 
Thank you. And we'd love to have you back on anytime. This was a yes. blast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then just wanted to see if you had anything you wanted to plug, uh, if there's anything you're working on, um, anything you would like to give a shout out about, feel free to use this time and space. Yeah. Um, well, you can check out my podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine. I do three episodes a week. Uh, Mondays are general pop culture. Wednesdays is a summer house recap. And Fridays are married at first sight. So yeah, check me out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kara. And thank you, everyone, for once again listening to our podcast. Uh, we just wanted to once again let you know that you can find us on any kind of major podcast platform you listen to. And guess what? If you like what you've heard, you can join the Old Millennials Cinematic Universe on Patreon for just five lovely dollars a month. And we understand that inflation is real and it's a thing. And so we understand if you cannot make that commitment at this point, that's all right. But if you could, you could please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be fantastic. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Old Millennials Pod. And individually, you can follow us. I am at Emily A. Bajan. I'm at Mark, she wrote. And until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.